Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon, Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to Prop PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below the belt grooming. Head over to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP for 20% off your order and free shipping. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin, who got the shovel out. We're digging it up and burying the Eagles 2021 season. I I think the first question is the most pressing issue. Was this season a success? What what yeah, what defines a success? For me, they hit the win total over six and a half. I think we figured out that Sirianni is a solid head coach. Certainly it took them going, falling to the brink of two and five and completely unraveling. They turned it around. The team showed they had a little fight and, you know, gave some, gave some hope for the future. So I'm grading this season as a minor success. Not going to, not going to say this was an awesome season, a season to remember, but as far as like, you know, head coach first season, get a little optimism. I, I, I think I'm considering it a success, Rob. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to punt the answer, but I think it's almost a yes and a no. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think it's a success in terms of one, we won more games than we expected. I don't think anyone thought we would make the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Vegas had us at the, what was it? The six and a half over for the wins. So clearly we beat expectations there. Um, so I think we found out a lot about the team and found out a lot about Sirianni. And, and fortunately it looked, he looked like one of the better, uh, rookie head coaching hires. So in that aspect, I agree. I think the season was success. Uh, they kind of found their mojo down the stretch in terms of pivoting to the run game. 
Um, where I'm going to say it wasn't a success is, you know, essentially coming into the season, everyone would have said there's one major question we need to answer. And that question was, is Jalen Hurts the QB of the future? And I think we very much came out with, a, I don't know. Uh, it's a very polarized thing. There's people that believe he can be, um, but there's a lot of people that think he can't. So maybe how he got the answer he needed, but I don't think there was a clear cut yes or no. Certainly there are concerns. There's concerns about his arm, his ability to throw. Maybe people are leaning no, um, but I don't think it's as clear as you would have hoped coming into the season. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, he had he had a nice little stretch there, seemed to be throwing the ball a little better. Yeah, I guess you would have wanted like a hundred percent yes or a hundred percent no. But I think even even the uh, biggest Jalen detractors, aka our buddy Brandon, would admit like there's still a you know maybe a five percent chance he he makes a a a big improvement. It, it does feel like we just kind of kicked the can down the line here a little bit with the Jalen question, whether he's the guy or whether he's not. But I guess what I would counter is at least we don't have to make that decision. Like he's on the rookie deal. We can punt uh, the, the quarterback decision down the line a little bit. And I'm fine with that until we really, until we find the guy or until Jalen becomes the guy, we can just keep building the rest of the team. Right, Justin, where are you at? Yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, just overall successful season simply due to coaching. I mean, Sirianni really, you know, um, put some faith in this team. And the biggest thing he did was he established an identity and a culture for us. We kind of know what we have now to a certain extent within this team. You know, we started running the ball. We were successful doing that. We have faith in him as a coach overall. We're not in a situation, you know, like many other teams. I mean, we could be like Dallas right now questioning if you want to keep McCarthy, not keep McCarthy, right? But he was able to have a successful season with what he had. And I think this team overall talent-wise could get a decent amount better if we could draft the right players. So I, I got to say, it's definitely a success in that case. Um, and you guys pointed out with Jalen. I mean, <clears throat> that's probably the biggest disappointment overall, right, is the fact that at the end of the season, when we're really counting on him to, you know, sure up that position and be our QB of the future, he just left that option on the table. He left it open, which is really frustrating in my opinion because now that just gives Howie and, you know, those guys looking for other talent, you know, something to do over the season and more questions need to be answered now when it comes to the QB position, which just can be frustrating overall when they could be looking at other talent on the board other than at the QB position where it just seems like the guys right now, at least in the draft, aren't guys you necessarily want to draft at the moment. Um, at least I don't think overall. Yeah, I, yeah. I was. I'm sorry. I was just going to chime in there. You know, you touched upon, you know, one thing, the draft, but I, I actually think we should give some credit that, you know, one of the positives and, and potential wins to come out of this season was actually the last draft. I know they generally say, you know, wait two to three years to evaluate draft picks, but, you know, the early trend on last year's draft is, is exceedingly positive. I mean, Devontae Smith, it looks like finally on the 50th try, we, we actually have a number <laughs> one receiver. Um, I think he was underutilized. He could have ha probably had another 500 yards if our if our passing game was better. Uh, it just seemed like he was open on every play. Um, you know, Landon Dickerson, from all accounts, you know, had a phenomenal rookie season. Um, so again, that that's another great pick. So 
Um, you know, Milton Williams, another guy, uh, you know, who had a, uh, you know, there was the whole controversy with this pick in terms oh, of yeah, the reaction of the one coach, um, <laughs> how he left him hanging on the, uh, fist, or how he got left hanging on the fist. Bump. Exactly. But I mean, it's hard to doubt it. He had a, you know, from all accounts, a really solid rookie year. And it seems like the team's, you know, pretty high on him. So, you know, those are just three examples. I think, you know, early early results are that they got this draft right. Uh, so that's a positive we can take out of this season too. Yeah. The Landon Dickerson, I, I think for me is one of the biggest surprises of the season. You know, they drafted him with the idea of like, Hey, this guy's going to be the next Kelsey kind of skeptical. I, I mean, I was talking to Justin. I, I think I, I don't remember where you were Rob, but I know I was like definitely out on the pick of Landon Dickerson, just because his injury history, you look at it and it's insane. And he did get nicked up a little bit, but I mean, he, he played enough and certainly had a really good year. Now, God forbid he has like a really bad injury and then this comes back to haunt him. But um, yeah, that to me is one of the bigger surprises of the year. And especially, you know, we're getting towards the end of the Kelsey era. If you can bring in, if you can cement that position and it looks like we have, you know, left tackle the future Jordan Mylotta Lane still got a, a decent couple of years left in him so if you can get the center and the two tackles locked down then I, I feel good about our chances overall yeah Sean that's actually something I had down is like if you're a GM I think if you're Howie right now the first move you should be making right now is making those calls to Kelsey and trying to get him to come back. I think he's just so vital to this deep, this offense, the offensive line specifically, and trying to get him to come back. I know there's reports that, you know, he could have a $30 million cap hit, hit if he's not cut or retires after June 1st. But I think there's a way, you know, there's it always seems to be a way with the cap where we can try to find, if we could try to find a way to get him back on the team, maybe we can resolve that issue. Um, but I think that's first and foremost should be on Howie's docket. I know we have concerns. We're talking about QB potentially and then rebuilding the defense as well. But I think he's the first guy you got to look at and see what you need to do. Because if you can get him, then that might um, resolve some issues of trying to get a lineman immediately in the draft. Going to take a quick break so we can talk about win bet. That's right. Bet big win bigger with win bet. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey. No, there's a ton of birds fans in New Jersey guys loading up for the AFC NFC conference championships. So much action going on. And you can pre-register if you're in the state of Louisiana, place a $10 bet, regardless of the outcome, you'll receive $250 in free bets. When Win bet goes live in Louisiana, uh, I mean, why are you not betting with WinBet? The uh, build your own bet feature. That's awesome. Again, head over to winbet.com. Bet bigger. Sorry, bet big. Win bigger with WinBet. W-I-N-N-B-E-T.com. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below the belt grooming. Oh, Valentine's Day is coming up. The Super Bowl is coming up. Two huge days. You want to be on your best game. You need to be well groomed. That's where Manscaped comes in, helps you with a below the belt grooming. And if you use manscaped.com, promo code SGP, get 20% off and free shipping. Just head over to manscaped.com, promo code SGP. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys saw, uh, but I'm pretty positive there was an article that. Uh, Nick said that he sent Kelsey like a keg <laughs> of beer or a case of beer or something. Yeah. 
to, to start enticing him to come back. So they might be a step ahead of you there, Justin. No, well, no, it seems like they're working on it. Are, are we worried the league's going to send over sanctions? I, Rob, you're, you, you have the, uh, the legal <laughs> background. Are we worried about this is a salary cap violation? It's technically a compensation outside of the normal uh, dollar amount. Uh, who knows? It wouldn't surprise me with the NFL. Anything they do these <laughs> the days. NFL would be super strict about that. Yeah. I mean, we get Kelsey that feels good. And then, uh, then you're right, Justin. It doesn't feel like we have to force a offensive lineman in the first round. And that's the other thing too. Like, uh, you know, first round offensive lineman, you usually with rare exception, you're going tackle. Um, and you know, in my head originally, I, th- I was thinking of the three picks. One of those should definitely be, uh, an offensive lineman, but now, especially if Kelsey's back, we got Dickerson, the two tackles. I'm fine with like taking a lineman in like the third or fourth round, especially if we're just going to get like a guard or a center guard type or like a swing tackle. We don't need to use a, a first round pick and then we can just focus on defense and then, and maybe taking a shot at quarterback. I don't yeah. mind that at all. I think it makes sense. Um, I know Brooks is just retired. So, and uh, you know, I like to just, Give a little bit of shout out to him. He was a great Eagle. Unfortunately, he couldn't stay on the field, but do wish the best for that guy and, you know, what he was able to bring to the team and talent wise overall. Uh, unfortunately, he just couldn't seem to stay healthy long enough. Yeah. I mean, he still had a tremendous career and I think we're going to talk about him further, but, you know, I have no issue taking an offensive lineman with one of those three picks personally, a guy like Linda Baum or whatever, um, you know, Kelsey, even if he comes back, you know, you're on borrowed time. It's probably another year or something. You know, Dickerson, the question is, does he play center or do you just keep him at guard at this point? I don't know. I mean, I guess Samalo will be back next year too. Uh, but honestly, we have decent depth too with Herbig and Driscoll. And, you know, those guys were playing pretty solid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I think we see. And, and we still have Dillard. I don't know what happens with him. I'm not sure. Does he have a year left on his rookie deal? Two years left. Um, you know, I think I think he still has a year. a year. I mean, again, I would I would just keep hanging on to him. I mean, it, the thing is, how he might be able to get a, a decent trade for him because he's shown that he can be at least like a somewhat startable uh, left tackle, which you think someone would would take a shot on him. Uh, we'll see, but I, I, I'm always down for the depth and, you know, Stalin just is awesome at, at coaching these guys up. Um, if can I was, we, uh, can't we just draft another guy in the seventh round and just bring him up? Isn't it that easy? <laughs> yeah. yeah cool. well, I mean, this is funny too. After the Jordan, my thing, like, well, wouldn't other teams be scouting rugby players? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand why he's the only guy, like the, the secrets out. Maybe we have an inside, hook here on, on Australian offensive lineman. But if I was them, I would definitely be looking around down there and, and try and find the next Jordan Mylotta. Dude was crazy. Um, if I was the GM, the first move I'd make, uh, I don't know. I, I really think uh, for the, for the offense, like a veteran second receiver would be huge. You know, I, uh, I'm optimistic about Quez Watkins, but I think his ceiling is probably like third receiver. But what about Michael Thomas? Now with the uh, Saints kind of in a rebuild, clearly with no Sean Payton, they they have a ton of cap issues. Justin, would you take a shout on Michael Thomas? I, I know he's had some injury issues and and some attitude issues, but man, that guy uh, <laughs> he seems super productive. 
<laughs> you really just stated my case right there, actually. Immediately. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's just the two big question marks there is the injuries and the and the attitude overall. I mean, you got to be concerned, especially about the injuries first and foremost. And then it seemed like the guy just didn't want to play overall. So plus he's getting older as well. I honestly don't have much interest in him at all. Um, there's a couple other guys on the market that you might be a little bit more interested in Robinson, I guess, or Ridley, you know, guys like that. Yeah. Right. Um, who would you rather have Ridley or uh, Michael Thomas? They both, you know, have some red flags. Yeah, I know. I guess Ridley as well. Right. He just sat out the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. Due to what I guess he just said he had to focus on his mental health. Is that yeah, correct? It, it, they kept it vague and, and nothing really ever came out. And then it was just, hey, we want a clean break from the Falcons. They never really explained yeah. what the issue was. So, I mean, that's interesting. I think this is a player friendly team overall. I mean, you've seen what how well they've you know, help Lane out in the past and even Brooks with some of his issues, you know, his anxiety. Um, so maybe this is, would be the right fit for him overall. Uh, it is concerning though. You know, anybody who sits out um, due to just, I'm not sure what the issue is overall, um, but due to something like that, you got to question, is it the stress of the game overall? Does, is he going to fit in perfectly with this team? I, I do like him though. Talent wise overall. I love it. I think he would be a great fit here. Um, and I think it would be worth a, a shot. I, I'm just not sure what that cost is going to be overall in order to get him because um, yeah. Rob, where are you at? Of the, yeah. of those receivers, Robinson, Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley, are you taking a shot at any? Who's the most well, appealing? I mean, it's hard to argue Michael Thomas from a talent perspective. I mean, clearly he's been tremendously successful. I think, you know, real Ridley is also tremendously successful. And, you know, as a Penn State guy, I like Allen Robinson a lot too. I mean, my concern is I don't want to see us burn all our picks trading for this number one wide receiver. Um, I, I'm a little leery of that because one, I'm not convinced our offense is ready to take advantage of that. I mean, I think we already underutilized uh, Devonte Smith this year. Yeah. I would be more inclined to keep Devonte Smith as our number one and try to sign a really solid number two in free agency where we're not giving up our picks. Um, you know, whether it's a guy like Allen Robinson or a Galladay or, you know, someone like that, that might hit the market, I think could tremendously improve our offense. And then all of a sudden you have Quez as a number three. Uh, and I think, you know, all of a sudden you have a pretty good wide receiver core with, with that. So that would be my preferred course of action. I mean, if I'm trading picks, it has to be for someone that, uh, you know, I feel really, really good about. And, and, you know, I think all those guys clearly, those, those three that we just talked about are clear upgrades over the guys we have on our roster. I mean, you yeah. can't argue otherwise. I mean, clearly Ridley, Thomas, they're better than <laughs> the guys we have. So is it an upgrade? Yes. I just, I don't know. I'm just in general, I'm not a guy that's big on trading all our picks for one player. I, I, I like to kind of build through the draft, but that's risky. You, you know, you miss a lot through the draft. Um, and, and young guys that are proven don't often come available, but in this case with the receiver, I'd probably be more inclined to just hit free agency, maybe take a receiver in the, you know, third round or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't, I don't want to give up 
uh, much if we have to give up anything. Uh, Mike Williams, I haven't heard much talk about. He's, I think he would be mm. a nice addition to this offense because he's like a big body, like possession receiver, can really go up for the ball. I mean, Devonta Smith, I guess the only knock you could have on his game is that he doesn't, he's not one of those like massive frame guys, but uh, Mike Williams would seem to kind of complement his game. It's kind of like what I think a white side would be with talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of reminds me of Alshon Jeffrey and, yeah, and almost similar in the same way that he's had back issues and had uh, <clears throat> some trouble staying healthy. Byron Pringle is kind of an interesting name. He's emerged almost as the, uh, as the second receiver in Kansas city right now. Um, he's kind of turned into a fun story. It'll be interesting to see if, uh, if Kansas city lets him go, but he's a nice mix because he's, he's uh, what? Yeah. This is his third year, relatively young, 42 catches this year, five touchdowns. So he could be kind of a fun name and he's, he does like some of those jet sweep, uh, stuff that they kind of seem to uh, be interested in running. And speaking of the chiefs though, I, there was a lot of uh, Rob hit me with the text going, uh, you know, can Jalen hurts be Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? Uh, you know, basically we saw a clinic of, of possibly the two best quarterbacks in a long time, or at least certainly quarterback play in the same game for me. It doesn't, it doesn't really change my mind on Hertz. I still think Hertz is good, solid until we either find the guy or he becomes the guy. That's my official talking points. I mean, he certainly, you know, our, our team wasn't a, a, a bills like offense or a chiefs like offense, but it was kind of like a, a 49ers like offense. And if we had the defense, uh, I mean, you could talk me into us putting together a 49ers like team that makes a run in the playoffs with a Hertz, uh, with Hertz at quarterback. But I don't know, Justin has, has been watching the playoffs impacted your take on Hertz at all. No, not much. I mean, I think you just got to go by what you saw throughout the season. And then in that last game, and um, I will just say this, I think he should be the starter to start next season. Um, I don't know if he's going to maintain that position throughout it. I think you um, allow him to at the very least compete for it or start him at this point. Um, I'd be content with that. What I don't want to see us do is reach for a QB in this draft. I mean, I just don't see a ton of talent in there. Yeah, maybe one of those guys emerge as being a starter long-term in the NFL, but I, I don't know if, if there's anybody on paper right now that you could see. And I, I saw some of the arguments are that, you know, Mahomes wasn't that guy in the draft and Allen wasn't necessarily that guy in the draft, you know, but I don't want it to also be a situation where, you know, we force ourselves to pick a guy like the Bills did when they picked EJ Manuel in a, in a bad QB draft. So I would just stay away, stick with Hertz. Maybe we could coach him up. He did do well from beginning from the beginning of the season to, you know, the last game of the regular season, I guess you, you could say. And hopefully he continues to get better. The one thing that he is great at is motivating himself and trying to get better. It's unfortunately, it just seems to be in small increments. Maybe he can make, you know, a big leap from this complete season to next season. That's what I would love to see. But I guess one thing we could do is just trade back in the draft, hold on to a pick, see how he does this season, and then, you know, uh, pull the trigger the following season when it seems like it could possibly be a more talented QB draft. 
Yeah, it doesn't. It, it, the idea of kicking a, a pick down a year, I, I think, is definitely in the realm of of possibility for old uh, old Howie Roseman. The way he kind of wheels and deals. What about you, Rob? You were the one who posed the question. Did that? Did watching that game bum you out on the idea yeah. of Jalen Hurts? Yeah. First of all, the, the the question was, do you think Hurts could ever win oh. this type of game? Uh, the clear answer is no, he can never be as good as Josh <laughs> Allen or, or Mahomes. He just doesn't have the arm. And that's not a knock on him, but it's a fact. <clears throat> His arm is not. Those guys have unbelievable arms, and there's very few quarterbacks in the league that can say they have an arm like that. I mean, there's probably only a handful of guys that, that can throw the ball like that. I mean, it's probably uh, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. Um, you know, Rogers has a tremendous arm, uh, not, probably, not anymore, Aaron Rodgers. Well, okay. <laughs> but you know, that's literally probably the list right now in terms of, you know, that kind of arm talent. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think that answer is clear. The question it really is, can Hertz win a game like that where you're against one of these elite QBs, uh, you're in a shootout type situation. And I don't know. I, I don't know that he can go toe to toe. He certainly hasn't shown an ability to win a game passing thus far. Now it's his first year starting. I get that. And I like Jalen hurts a lot as a competitor, as a person, I think his work ethic is tremendous, but at some level, your work ethic can only take you as far as your physical talent. Like everyone has a ceiling physically. And the question is, is his physical ceiling too low? I don't know. I, I, I tend to think, Maybe it is, but I think we'll have another year to see. And, and I'm rooting for him. I, I hope he proves everyone wrong. I hope he works on his passing and his field vision and he comes back. But I mean, watching that game, it's tough to imagine a scenario based on what we've seen so far where we go toe to toe with one of those guys in a in a shootout type scenario. I think, yeah, and Ron points out a good point. I think that the scary thing about him is, He's kind of, I mean, in the NFL, you do need a, a great quarterback. I mean, we're, we're seeing Jimmy G succeed somewhat, you know, well, definitely actually right now with San Francisco. And luckily they were able to beat that game against the Packers. But typically, you know, a quarterback like that doesn't win those games. But the, the scary thing in the NFL, though, is if you don't have one of those elite guys is that you're essentially in limbo. And I'd almost rather have a guy who sucks and be able to move on from that than, you know, do two more years of a guy who's, you know, in that top, yeah, I'd say 18 to 25 range who kind of case Keenumish can get you to the playoffs, maybe win you one game, but that's about it. And right now I'd say he's at that level and that's actually not a bad level to be at your, you know, your second season in the league, but you need to see a jump next season. And that's the scary part. I think. Well, and speaking of next season, we already have the Eagles 2022 opponents, you know, I obviously we played division twice, but uh, other home games in 2022, we got the Packers, the Vikings, Jaguars, Titans, Saints, Steelers, and, you know, instant reaction Packers, no Aaron Rodgers. Vikings, they may be getting rid of Kirk Cousins, new head coach. The Jaguars, they're horrible. Titans, uh, that'll be a tough game. Saints, God knows who what they'll look like. Steelers with Mason Rudolph or whoever they have at quarterback. And then a road games at Bears, at Lions, both who still probably will suck, at Texans, still probably will suck, 
at Colts. Oh my God. That game is going to be awesome. That's a must win. That's the entire season. And then we have the Cardinals <laughs> where uh, hopefully uh, we all meet up and go to that game. Cause that would be fun. Rob, any, uh, any highlights to the uh, 2022 schedule? Any, any thoughts on uh, who we're going to play? No, I, you know, I was thinking about that the other day and, and it does kind of seem like it could be a relatively favorable schedule in terms of those games you just referenced in terms of those, a lot of those teams have major question marks going into the off season. I mean, green Bay without Rogers, where are they going to go? And they might not have Devonte Adams either. I mean, they may tag him, but he's going to probably fight that too. Um, so, you know, who knows where they'll be and the, the, you know, the saints, no, no Peyton. So who's going to be their coach and they really have no quarterback either. Um, you know, so I, I think I like those matchups. I do like the Arizona game. I think, you know, they'll be good again um, next year. You know, the question is, will they fold down the stretch? Um, but I think they'll have a solid team and, and that would be the fun game to go to. Yeah. Hopefully we play them after week seven when their uh, collapse inevitably starts. Justin, <laughs> what about you? Uh, any, any thoughts on uh, who are playing next year? I mean, Again, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm thinking 11 and six at the very least. I mean, I'm already <laughs> licking my chops. No, I immediately looked at that and I was like, oh man, we're looking at nine and eight. Well, eight we, I think we've lucked seven, out at, you know? we've luck, we luck out because a couple of the teams that are normally good are probably going to be in transition yeah. years, you know, in particular, this, yeah, mm-hmm. Saints, Steelers, Packers, even the Vikings, uh, you know, usually historically pretty decent, pretty strong, but they, God knows what they'll be looking like next year. Yeah, I guess. I I mean, I love it. I, I feel like the next year's schedule at the moment, and I don't mean to sound cocky, seems easier than this year's schedule, um, which is great. You know, you want to make the playoffs. That's how you win the Super Bowl. You got to get there first. The only concern, I guess, if you're going to look a little bit ahead is, um, you know, do these – uh, teams provide us enough of a challenge where we can really see how we're going to match up to other playoff teams if we make it in um, and really give Jalen a challenge to see what we really have in him as well. Or are we going to have, you know, these, these games where we don't play teams that are that difficult. He looks really good and we don't really know what we have until we play, you know, one of those top five, top 10 teams. So, well, and, and little note, I, I looked just real, uh, you know, looking at the schedule and realizing, of the uh, of the seventeen games we play, none of the teams we play uh, won a playoff game. So that that and and the ones that made the playoffs, Cardinals, they looked uh, horrible. Uh, Cowboys looked kind of bad against the 49ers. Packers lost at home uh, to the 49ers, pretty ugly fashion. And then uh, Steelers got blown out. Titans lost at home. So even the teams that made it to the playoffs, no one uh, won a playoff game. So licking my chops already getting looking forward to a 2022. All right, uh, let's hit on uh, Jonathan Gannon. He, he seeming like he was getting a bunch of heat, and then the heat all of a sudden cooled off. I will say the fact that the Saints uh, added like a bonus, uh, essentially like one more uh, coaching hire that needs to be made, I think certainly helps his chances. Because if he was like second choice for another team and now you know the Saints grab someone else, uh, Justin, if you had a bet right now, is Jonathan Gannon coaching our defense next year? 
Uh, I think he is. I think, yeah, I don't think he gets a head coaching job. I honestly don't see why it would. I mean, when you look into it a little bit more, it seemed like he had worked with other people at those organizations and was able to get those um, interviews. Um, I think, you know, maybe they he's got good relationships there, which goes only so far. Um, I don't think he did enough this season to prove that he deserves a head coaching job. It was his first year at defensive coordinator, and it was, I would say, lackluster at best i mean he didn't do really well um i will say as far as coaching for us i don't think he did enough though to get fired i don't think the organization is going to fire him by any means um would i be upset if he got fired no not at all but at the same time i'm not too upset if we keep him um i i really don't know what we have in him still at the moment uh i'm i'm hoping to see more from him hopefully from what I understand, if you can implement your defense, you know, second year, you can be a little bit more successful. Um, and possibly it looks like we're going to try and draft some young defensive talent. Hopefully you can coach those guys up um, and we could go from there. Um, but he's got to get better. If we're going to do anything, especially, I mean, we were just talking playoffs. Uh, our defense has to get better and it starts with him and the coaching. Yeah, I, I, I think the the view of the Eagles from the outside was that, wow, he he kept them in games. They didn't let let up a ton of points. Uh, the Eagles didn't have a ton of talent and he, he got a, you know, got some winning performances out of the team. But if you watch the team and, and study it, the, the case for Jonathan Gannon as a head coach is pretty, yeah. pretty weird. Um, one other thing, too, and I know like names are floating around like Fangio, Zimmer, um, Martindale, but I guess Fangio's a three-four. Martindale's a three, uh, three-four as well. And from what I understand, it takes years to implement or change those defenses. I don't know how difficult it is. You know, I've never worked it, but that's what you seem to continue to read about. So I guess the only guy, at least from what I'm seeing, who might be a good fit with a four-three would be Zimmer. And I don't know how much that guy wants to coach, as well as I don't know how much I would want him in here. Taking a quick break to talk about stable duel. That's right. You know, NFL slowing down a little bit. Maybe you're not quite all the way in on college basketball. What about stable dual horse racing DFS? Best part is you don't even really have to know that much about horse racing. Stable dual gives you a ton of analytics and free strategy to get you going. You can win as much as uh, $15 with one entry. And this Saturday, they even have a $40,000 contest. They also have uh, free-to-play games as well. But again, get started today. Head over to StableDuel.com. That's StableDuel.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells real sports bets. That's right. PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. Get a sweet deposit bonus up to $500. That's right, up to $500. And you get a uh, Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl ticket over at PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Season may be over, but the action still red hot over on the Better Fantasy app. Download their free-to-play app and bet on all the player props for the NFL playoffs. You win free better credits, which you can exchange for awesome gift cards or even Donate it to charity like a real class act. Just head over to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And we're back on the diehard Eagles podcast. Rob, I know you are, you're completely out of Jonathan Gannon. I can't remember another time uh, where uh, Eagles fans were so excited that a coordinator <laughs> yeah. would get hired away. I, I've never been uh, in this position. I don't. 
I think Jonathan Gannon is tremendous and, and a team would be <laughs> foolish not to hire him. Um, no, but seriously, I mean, I do think there's something to be said that like, I mean, one to give him the benefit of the doubt, clearly he didn't have the personnel to run his defense. My major issue with him was it. He just flip-flopped back and forth from an aggressive scheme to a soft scheme. And there was no rhyme and reason. And, and it just didn't make sense based on the talent because he would get more aggressive and it would work. And then the next game he'd go back to this soft scheme. So that was my real issue. But I do think there is something in the NFL. There's this youth movement and people want these energetic young coaches. And I do see how someone may get enamored by that and think, well, he didn't have the talent on the Eagles defense, but we think he would be a real good CEO. He's the kind of fit that we have as a head coach. So you know, some people may be better as a head coach than as a coordinator itself. Some people are better as coordinators than, than head coach. So, um, you know, we'll see. I think it's probably a year early for him. Uh, but at the same time, I think if he gets any offer, he's clearly taking it because you never know what the next year will bring. So, you know, in terms of the, you know, I, I don't want to, I won't pretend like I'm versed enough to know what it would take to go to a 3-4 versus the 4-3. I mean, clearly our our personnel is, is made for the four three, but at the same time, we're in a little bit of transition and we have draft picks. So if you think you can get that defensive coordinator, like a Fangio or something, who's gonna really be a game changer for the defense and be here for a long haul, I'd be willing to make the transition, especially with those picks. Uh, Because if you could get that long-term defensive coordinator, you know, like we had, you know, uh, you know, in years past, I think it's worth it. And I think it's worth going through that transition. That is a great point that Rob brings up, right? If Gannon's successful, he's out of here anyway. So if you're going to make that transition, yeah, I mean, what what does it matter? Why not stick with a guy who will be here for a while? That's a good point, Rob. It, it does seem to be the perfect match is you get like a younger offensive mind and then pair him with like a super old defensive coordinator who knows he's nothing more than a defensive coordinator. I mean, the perfect kind of combo was Andy Reed and uh, Jim Johnson, but uh, you know, Mm. that's, that's easier said than done. All right. Before we uh, wrap things up here, one draft pick you'd like the Eagles to make. Yeah, Sean, before we go there, let's just, let's just go back for a second because Justin brought this up, but I think he deserves a little more credit, you know. Oh, you're right. Did, Brandon come Brooks out today. Yeah, that Brandon Brooks is retiring. Um, you know, kudos to him. I think he was a tremendous player. Obviously, you know, these last two seasons he struggled with some injuries. Um, but he was a, a tremendous part of some of the team's success. I mean, he was arguably the best guard in the league for multiple years. He had really positive things to say about the Eagles, said that, you know, Philly is his home for life. Um, so just want to give props for him. He just seems like a great guy and and he served the city well and was certainly a tremendous player. Yeah, I mean, in class act. Um and and yeah, it sounds like he's gonna go to Penn, uh, try to get into school yeah. at Penn. He sounds like he's a big Philly guy now. So yeah, I mean, especially that 2017 Super Bowl run, he was a huge part of how good that offensive line was. And the offensive line dominance. Again, if, if Nick Foles doesn't have time to throw, we don't have a running game. There's no way we're winning those playoff games or the Super Bowl. So Brandon Brooks, uh, certainly all time Eagle. And yeah, he won't be, he won't be paying for drinks anytime in this town. (laughs) 
<laughs> I will say I do love that, like, you know, other fans hate on Philly and, you know, we do drive some players out. Uh, but there are so many guys, so many talented guys who love this city and love to stay in it and just always talk about it. I mean, Chris Long wasn't with us long, but he still talks about Philly. So it's just great. Oh, yeah. that these guys want to stay. Um, and if they don't stay, they at least stay fans. Yeah. If you're talking about my good personal friend, Chris Long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when we had him on the podcast, he, whenever we were talking to Eagles, he kept saying we and us and, yeah. uh, you know, he was only here for two years. I mean, great two year run all time Eagle, but uh, yeah, I, that's the thing. Like if <laughs> Kelsey had that great rant where he's just like, the city will love you. If you just play hard, it's, it's crazy guys like Carson Wentz and uh, God forbid, Ben Simmons just don't understand that at all. But even if you, if you play really hard and suck, like no one's really going to give you uh, that much grief. I mean, they're not going to love you, but it's really pretty simple. Just play really hard and say you love Philadelphia and, and we'll <laughs> blindly support you till the bitter end. <laughs> so it's, it's a very simple formula and, and Kelsey laid it out pretty great, but yeah, salute, salute to uh Brandon Brooks. Awesome career. All-time Eagle. Hopefully we get some all-time Eagles in this first round. I'm going to go first. Give me Kyle Hamilton safety at the Notre Dame. I'll be surprised if the Eagles use a first round pick on a safety. It doesn't seem like their MO, but man, we really could use help in the defensive backfield and uh, a strong safety play is massive. So yeah, give me Kyle Hamilton, super uh, physical athletic safety from Notre Dame. Pretty fun pick. Justin, you got, you got someone you'd, you'd love to grab. I got a uh, sorry, but I, I went a little overboard because we got the three picks. I don't know if Hamilton's going to be there. I do love him. If he's there, I say take him. But four guys who could potentially be in those three spots that we have that I love. Nicobe Dean, um, Ahmad Garner, the, the corner out of Cincy, um, Linderbaum that Rob brought up. Uh, and then if, if at 19, Jamison Williams is there, I would take him with that third uh, first pick that we have overall. Those are the four guys that if they're there, take them. If not, I would be completely content trading down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Dean though. Overall, I love Nicobe Dean. I think he would be fit great in what Gannon's trying to do. Um, our linebacker play has been, you know, pretty horrendous overall. I, I love Singleton and TJ Edwards. We brought him up plenty yeah. of times, but we got to get better there. And I think we can start with him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you got to love the try hard guys, but there's a reason he was in the CFL. Uh, Rob, <laughs> what about you? What do, what do we got? Yeah. If you had to get yeah. one guy. Yeah. So I actually like your guys pick. I like Linderbaum. I, I like keeping that line stout. I think it's always been our strength. So I would grab him, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you one other pick that I am a hundred percent. Okay. For, and I think, I would do, and, and this is an if, if they like a QB, I would not hesitate to take a QB if they're mm. with one of those three picks, whether it's Matt Corral or one of these other guys. And, and I plan to, for future episodes, look into these QBs a little more, but I would take a guy with a big arm. And I think if you take a guy with a big arm that maybe is a little raw, but has the upside, See what happens. And, and if you blow one of the three picks, you blow one of the three picks. But uh, I think that I would take a shot 
And if not in the first round, and if you like, you like someone in the second round, I would draft a QB this year. Uh, I don't think that means Hertz doesn't have to start next year. I think he can still start, but you see what happens and, and you have an up a high upside guy that maybe has the arm talent can make all the throws and you see if you can develop them. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious when you say big arm, do you mean like a strong arm or you just mean being able to make all the throws like already talented with them? I mean, strong arm, Uh, like someone like a Josh Allen, a Mahomes, a Rogers. I I mean, there's a difference in, you know, there's a lot of QBs that can make all the throws. You could argue Jalen can make all the throws, but those guys with the cannons can kind of make those throws on the next level. And, And I'm not saying necessarily it has to be, you know, a Herbert uh, uh, or a, you know, Josh Allen type cannon, but an elite arm strength arm is, is what I want to say. Gotcha. I just asked because I mean, Hertz does, and I, I see the knocks on his arm, but he has the velocity. I mean, it is there. Um, I mean, if, if you could look at like the, the combine, his velocity measured, was it 54 miles per hour? Herbert's was 55. I just don't know if he does it continuously that maybe that's the issue. He's had a knock on his arm. I know Burrow too has had a knock on his arm strength up until he started playing better. And I just, I wonder, and this isn't for Rob, this is just because I, you, you like read it other areas. I just wonder if maybe it's because he doesn't seem to complete the throws that people don't think that Hertz has that velocity, but it well, seems like he does. And I just keep hoping that maybe we can untap something there like Allen, which seems to be impossible don't get me wrong but i was just curious yeah i i think with him it's it's going to come down to like footwork and that kind of stuff and staying in the pocket and and progressing quicker so that his his throws get out quicker with anticipation i don't think it's just a straight arm strength thing although i don't think he's certainly as strong as the other guys like as far as like he can how fast he can whip it but I think if his footwork improved, his progressions improved, he would look like he had a, a much better arm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think there's a, yeah. but can he do that? I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think those velocity measurements can be a bit deceiving. Um, I mean, a lot of these guys can gun the ball when they want to, but these guys that really have the elite arms can, can gun the ball in and make it look effortless. Right. Like their mechanics are so smooth that they're just whipping these balls in this wind, these windows, like it's nothing. I don't think Hertz can do that. And that's just me watching him with the eye test. I'm not saying his arms weak and he can't make all the throws. He, he potentially could. I just don't think he can do it on an effortless level. And clearly there's issues with his deep ball too. And whether that's mechanics, whether he can approve that, but he has not shown the ability to throw a good deep ball. He's throwing it way too high, um, you know, different things. So it's, I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't, it's not just arm strength. It's kind of the total package, but I would take a guy that I believe can have an elite arm because I just think those guys have a greater upside than taking a guy that you think, okay, well, he's strong enough but maybe not elite. If, if I'm taking the shot, I'm, I'm kind of going big and, and seeing what I can do with it. Go big or go home. All right. We got a ton of uh, draft content, a ton of uh, off season stuff. We'll be talking free agency, 
And yeah, three first round picks. Uh, there's going to be a ton to break down. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Diehard Eagles 52 for the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green for Rob, for Justin. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. <laughs>